You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, creative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. Today's program is all about footwear innovation. Emmanuel Eribo is the co-founder and CEO of Loki, maker of vegan sneakers built on ethical practices and using groundbreaking materials. Every pair of Loki kicks features 20 recycled plastic bottles, as well as recycled bamboo, foam and rubber. Emmanuel, along with his co-founding team, has really pushed the boundaries of ethical fashion, but without ever sacrificing style. Loki's success to date then has been built on the idea that amazing things can happen when passion meets action. Let's hear from Emmanuel now with more on how the journey began. Loki comes from the Latin locus, meaning home, center or place. And me and my co-founders, we, we ran a previous business and it was exciting. It had loads of growth, it had loads of opportunities and we took it as far as we could, I think, in many ways. And we were never really comfortable, even sort of at the more extreme levels of success. And when we founded Loki, the idea was to build a place we felt at home. And so it was a brand that truly represented us, the way we thought, the things we wanted to see in the, in the market, a big change, a big shift. And so in a simple way, it's not what you think it is. It's not just about sneakers. Loki's a lifestyle. We're hoping to make a significant change in the way that people do retail. I think that's, that's the exciting thing about Loki. So that's what it represents to us. I was the CEO of a previous business with my same co-founders, my brother, my best friend from school, my best friend from university. We were all in pretty well-paid jobs, pretty exciting as you graduate from university and get into that world. And to be fair, as good as our careers were, we kind of knew what the end looked like. You could sit there and say, well, in 10 years' time, I'm going to be doing this. You, you could see it. I was on a trading desk at Citigroup. I could tell I'd be sitting two or three desks alongside in 10 years. Like, there was no change. And the funny thing about what I did in particular in the city was it was equity derivatives trading. And if you know anything about the city and equity derivatives, they don't really exist. So we're selling products that don't exist to people we don't know. Like, there is nothing less exciting, although obviously the numbers are exciting. There is nothing less exciting or less fulfilling as a way to spend your time, if you ask me. And so we all quit our jobs and we created this brand called Butterfly Twist. It was a female footwear brand. And in 2012, we left our jobs. And we built the business up. It had sort of 60 employees in the UK. We sold a million pairs a year. We had 32 of our own stores. It was an exciting journey to have gone on for, for guys who didn't know anything about retail, you know. And as the CEO, I spent a lot of my time in Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations. That was pretty much my day. I, I kind of lost touch of the daily grind. Doing a million pairs a year sounds like a great big number, but we had an order from Australia for like 75,000 pairs or something like that. And... I remember thinking, right, okay, that's fine. We normally have it inspected by a QC company, 12.5%. And I was flying out to China to have a, a meeting with a factory. And I was like, well, cancel the QC company. I'm out there. I'll just do the inspection myself. Like, easy. <laughs> and so I've flown out. I'm having this amazing meeting. It's super cordial. Everyone's happy and things are amazing. And they're like, oh, by the way, you're ready to inspect. And I was like, of course. And so I've left that room and I've walked into the room where, you know, they're displaying these shoes. And on an Excel spreadsheet, 75,000 in a cell barely makes up a third of a cell. It's the smallest of numbers. The 
but when you walk into a room and you see 75,000 pairs in front of you, it's like from the floor to the ceiling and the length of two football pitches. It's like, gee, <laughs> you know, the words explosive, you, you can imagine. And so we had this business that we started on a coffee table at Philippe's house, you know, in, in West London, Shepherd Bush, and we were doing a million pairs a year. And this was an amazing story. And we were all brothers and friends and whatever. And somehow we just weren't really that excited about it. And that's a weird thing to be looking at like a business that you've grown from scratch with you know all the bits you learned all the bits you traveled and whatever and we realized as good as this journey is we could do something better and i think the parallel especially with me in particular was i talked about being in the city and selling products that didn't really exist to people you didn't know and that's what our business had become it had become this thing where a million pairs a year was a target and we were hitting it by hook or by crook, we didn't care who it was going to or where it was going or landfill. Or what. We were hitting numbers to make everybody around us happy and think we were rock stars. And that wasn't why we got into it in the first place. We just kind of fell into that world of you need to achieve because everyone's watching and this is what it means and the successes are, how much you can do and how fast you can do it. And so, you know, I remember the guys were all looking at each other and of course we were happy, it was amazing. But at the same time, we were like, and this is in our heads, so people, you know, challenge us all over, but we're like, we think we're the best in the world at what we do. We genuinely do. And I think that anyone out there who you know is doing something, you, you have to strive to be the best in the world at what you do. Whether or not you're there, that ambition is important. So we had that ambition. I think the big thing for us was, if we are as good as we think we are, then why don't we do something that we actually absolutely love? And that way, not only will we achieve what we want to achieve, but we'll feel good doing it. You know, we'd sold over three and a half million pairs of our previous band. And I'd never worn a pair. Like, it was an impossible task, really, when you're making something for a completely different demographic that isn't you, and you're hitting numbers, and you're doing discussion groups, and it's all sort of slightly different. And so Loki was, who are we? What do we care about? And how do we integrate that into a brand? We took all the things that we thought were exciting about that business, and we just applied it to something that we really cared about. When I left the city, I was like, I'm not going to wear a suit ever again, and I live in sneakers. <laughs> so that was like a really big thing. Like, right, we're going to do sneakers. And a really big thing for us was combining style and purpose. And that comes from my co-founders, the mix of us. We're all interested in very different things, but we're all very, very in tune with each other. And so knowing who everybody is, there's parts of everybody in, in, in the business that made Loki. The idea was focusing on being ethical, sustainable, and marrying that with kind of ethics, sustainability. And I think the, the final leg was really innovation. Those were the things that we were really interested in and that we kind of, I think, been successful in our previous business in some regard. And so when I talk about the ethics, we're very happy to have very affordable things in this country and we don't really care about how we got here. That's something which is nice. You know, you might go and buy something for six quid and you're happy at six quid and not 50 quid. There are reasons why it's six quid and you can see that quite clearly if you do a lot of traveling to the Far East. And so as someone who spent a lot of time out there, I think it's the second most visited place I've ever been, personally, China in particular. You do notice a couple of things and you have to work out how comfortable you feel about that. And so for us with Loki, we didn't want to have any of those concerns in the business. And so we were like, we're manufacturing in Portugal. And we manufacture in a place just outside of Porto. When you walk through the streets, everyone waves. Their parents have worked in the factory, they've worked in the factory. You drink the same beer and sleep in the same hotel as the people who work there. And that was a really big thing for us. The second thing around sort of innovation and sustainability was picking materials when you're manufacturing that aren't used today that could be. And that's because the world's moved on. People have been making 
footwear the same way since the Industrial Revolution. You could probably go back to Genghis Khan and see a very similar thing, right? So the idea really is there's all these new things in the world today. Why aren't we using those to make product? And so, you know, focusing on being biodegradable or looking at like repurposed materials or recycled materials or looking at things that have lower impact and generally trying to work out how to do something better was what Loki was about. And like I said, the change thing is a really important thing for us. That was Emmanuel Eribo, the co-founder and CEO of Loki. You can learn more about the brand, head to lokiwear.com. And that's all for this episode of Eureka. You will be hearing more from and about Emmanuel and Loki in the weeks ahead on the main Entrepreneurs programme. Do listen out as ever for the weekly premiere of that show every Wednesday. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. Find out more at monocle.com. That's where you can join the club and subscribe to Monocle magazine or follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. To contact the team, email Laura on lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye and thanks for listening to Eureka.